Welcome to True Nature Radio. I'm Lori Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. Today we're continuing in the cycle of the Chinese organ networks. We're going to talk about one that's considered to be a little bit more elusive by a lot of people, that called the triple warmer, triple heater or triple warmer. So Heiner, give us our intro. Yeah, once again, to take the bird's eye perspective, because we are looking here at an alchemical way of describing the world where nothing in our bodies is not related to the outer realm of the universe at large. So uh, when the Chinese talk about the so-called triple warmer function in the body, which is indeed the most enigmatic because there is, you know, even with the pericardium, there was still some anatomical reality or so you could find inside of the body that has the same name or it's a triple warmer is just completely invisible kind of concept and is often used as a example how quote-unquote unscientific Chinese medicine is because what is the triple warmer? But it is precisely the best example to show um, what the true nature of Chinese medicine is, that is, it is a functional medicine. And uh, in the macrocosm, in the world at large, that function that is called the triple warmer here is what happens in nature uh, in the northern hemisphere uh, in the so-called tense months of the year, which is approximately the time in the ancient Chinese calendar from November 5th to December 5th. Uh, and it is the time that is the most quiet so while it's not the coldest time yet, it is the time uh, where nothing moves, like the corresponding title hexagram would be Kun, hexagram 2, which is six yin lines, meaning there is no time, including the corresponding time in the circle of the day from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh, that is more uh, quiet in comparison to all of the other times, like the midnight hour or the winter solstice time in the circle of the year, is already energy starts rising again. So in a certain way, this is the time in nature when the life energy that is normally out and about in circulation goes into the grave and just lays there still. So this is the end of the cycle uh, before the beginning, the last station before the beginning of the new cycle that then starts with the winter solstice, celebration of the return of the light that we have with Christmas, for instance, etc., um, in, 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 in the Christian tradition. And, um, uh, but the triple warmer is the grave, and in a certain way, psychologically, is the human knowledge that one day we must die. And uh, that knowledge informs many of our actions and many of our phobias while we're still alive. So the coming to terms with uh, the end and the beginning and that the end is in a certain way also that which gives us our source energy because in a certain way the story of the so-called triple warmer is the story of source energy and is to be constantly connected to the source and letting ourselves fall back into the source, which is, of course, what death is considered to be in most ancient traditions. So time of day being 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., 
relating to this story about death. It's a time when we're potentially in real stillness and dying to conscious life, going into sleep. Is that connected in the Chinese symbolism? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the lessons we can draw from this, just like we had said the preceding time from 7 to 9 p.m. is uh, when naturally the energy in uh, in nature makes our hearts to be more open because the heart open and the pericardium function is emphasized, and that's why romantic dinners are romantic dinners, not romantic breakfast or romantic lunchtime when we have more business discussions, etc. And so the time of the triple warmer is a time of rest. In a certain way, the triple warmer, for instance, is, among other things, related to the endocrine system. It's really related to anything that is web-like, internet-like in the body, whether that is a nervous system, the lymphatic system, or the endocrine system. Or the where, connective tissue as well. And the right? connective tissue, which on some level belongs more to the spleen, which is the so-called clock pair partner. Uh, of the triple warmer, and they can take each other's shifts. So, uh, but absolutely right there. So, um, but the 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 job of the triple warmer is to go into a state of complete rest and stillness. And uh, the when that that that's precisely what doesn't happen for a lot of people in modern times. And we'll talk about adrenal exhaustion, adrenal stress. That adrenal function is actually. Uh, part of a failure of the triple warmer to go in a state of submergence. And um, <clears throat> so one of the best advice one can give to a modern stressed out person is to make sure that you sleep by 11, that you ideally go to bed at 9 o'clock or to take a sort of a tepid bath at that time that washes the stresses of the day away from you uh, because the topic here is that of the ocean, the ancient name of hexagram two that designates this time on the organ clock is Chuan in the uh, Ma Wang Dui, um, uh, f- earliest form of the Yi Jing, the Book of Change. And Chuan means uh, the sea or means the headwaters of a stream also. So it is that, sh- you know, all shamans in ancient healing traditions, they have a tendency at the end of a day you go into the water, preferably uh, a water that is high in minerals to kind of reinfuse yourself with that connection to the source and wash out anything that you might have taken on during the day. And so I find that that's particularly after a day of seeing patients, it's, and you have this electric nervous energy in your connective tissue, in your nervous system, uh, in your endocrine system is to wind down you step into a bath of salt water and then sometimes you fall already asleep there. That's one of the reasons why people watch TV at night, even though they're exhausted, is because they can't shut off that nervous tension. But at 11 o'clock, you're going to start that second wind again, and then you want to go to sleep even less. So my grandfather, who had a homeopathic hospital in Germany, he always said that the hours of rest, of sleep before midnight are twice as valuable as afterwards, and Chinese medicine looks at it the same way. Dr. Chen Yuqin, famous massage practitioner in Shanghai, uh, famous for treating cancer, for instance, she often gives people that homework and say, go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. That's your main um, therapy. 
so triple warmer function is when people are exhausted, not connected to the source, and, and cannot enter into this state of what was called the small death in ancient times, which is go sleep. So it is symbolic and spiritual level. It also makes me think of, we talked about the pericardium function as being able to break down or open the, the door to the heart, and then in the triple warmer function to be able to merge into the ocean. So is it correct to say that when the functions are happening in a, in a healthy way, the pericardium function lets us kind of open the door to be able to have that experience of unity and that that's a property of the triple warmer function, really surrendering into that ocean of oneness where there is no separation, there is no thing that's not part of the one. Absolutely right. We had um, uh, discussed earlier that the function of unity, which is being one with the creative consciousness energy in the universe is the function of the heart. And the heart is really divided into four subfunctions, the heart itself being one, then the small intestine, and the triple warmer and the pericardium. They are also called fire organs in Chinese medicine, meaning they deal with consciousness and spirit and so-called prenatal energy. <clears throat> and the pericardium is about the creation of unity by making us being able to feel the sensation of love. The hormonal reality behind you know, is sort of this innermost threshold that creates vulnerability and intimacy and all of the hormonal realities that are associated with that and in, in making that come about. The triple warmer specifically is about this being one with the ocean, that feeling of being a molecule of water in the ocean. <clears throat> and it is, while the pericardium was more finding that love and unity through relationship, the triple warmer is about the finding that unity in the realization that in the end, no matter who we with, or it's just between us and the universe, our bones need to go solitarily into that grave. And uh, so it is this surrender into this feeling that everything is connected. I'm one with everything. And therefore, no matter what, I'm never alone, because I am one with everything. So in a certain way, yoga and qigong and all of these practices that are in the five element system of Chinese medicine are more related to the kidney system which is the ocean of the organ networks. In the more sophisticated 12 system, it is really that function of being one with the universe uh, is a triple warmer function. And uh, it, the whole archetype and etymology of the symbols associated with this position in space-time and this function in the body is all about oneness and connection to the source. Uh, like the term Chuan, hexagram two, is identical with the term Yuan, which means source. Uh, like the source point on every meridian in acupuncture are actually a way to stimulate that triple warmer function. Uh, 
and reconnecting that particular meridian with its original cosmic source that is outside of our body. That is really the magical thing about Chinese medicine, that it is not only recognizing how various functions are interwebbed in the body, how the heart is related to the diet and how the kidney is related to the digestion in a certain way, etc. Also, so there, but um, how we as a microcosm are interwebbed at any moment in time with our macrocosmic source. And that's what the triple warmer is. This is this constant, you know, I need to think about Alex Gray's wonderful uh, drawings. Yeah, these paintings that are called sacred mirrors as a standing exhibit in New York City where you have in the end, you know, you've got the body painted as a physical reality, but in the end there is this wide open these paintings of the body as an open system where our energy, our spirit is one with the macrocosm. That is triple warmer function. Yeah, and Heiner, while while you were speaking, I couldn't help but pull out a book that I've been reading recently because um, it triggered something, a thought about what I just read recently in a translation of the Gospel of Mary Magdalene by Jean-Yves Leloup. And this is the beginning of that Gospel which says, What is matter? Will it last forever? The teacher, being Jesus, um, answered. All that is born, all that is created, all the elements of nature are interwoven and united with each other. All that is composed shall be decomposed. Everything returns to its roots. Matter returns to the origins of matter. Those who have ears, let them hear. Reminds me of exactly what you're talking about here. Yeah, that definitely fits completely here. This is the nice thing I find with Chinese uh, researching Chinese medicine that you find this description of ancient wisdom that is very detailed and that you feel uh, a direct resonance with with these other wisdom traditions, uh, particularly um, like these Gnostic, uh, including Gnostic uh, uh, Christian teachings. It's um, interesting uh, because this position is very much valued. You know, like you're talking about Jesus, one thing he said is, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, I'm the beginning and the end, This, which means I'm the source, uh, or I'm your connection to the source. And that is what the Triple Warmer is from a Chinese perspective, it is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This is the place where the Uroboros, the dragon that chases its own tail, this energetic cycle symbolized by the dragon, that's where it begins and where it ends. And um, the ancient Chinese had uh, um, uh, sculptures of the Ouroboros, a, a dragon that makes a circle uh, at some point uh, in the place where the mouth of the dragon is connecting to the tail is actually the dragon is depicted with a pig snout, a flat snout, because um, the animal symbol that goes with the earthly branch of high that signifies the first months of winter, which this is, um, November months, is further symbolized with the animal image of the pig. So meaning the energy of nature, the dragon, is a pig here, and the pig is arguably the most quiet animal in nature that is incredibly fertile, incredibly productive, uh, metabolizes uh, wasteful substances 
yeah, sort of a garbage can in ancient China, very much, uh, but but then translates the garbage into fragrant meat and produces all these little piglets, even though it is this this solitary, seemingly solitary animal that doesn't do anything all day long, but just to lie around. So the pig in Chinese medicine is actually a very a lucky, considered lucky animal, and I, myself, being born in the year of the ox, I'm always envious of <laughs> pigs because the oxen they have the curse of needing to work hard, have that belief system in order to get somewhere, whereas pigs are uh, quite happy to just lay there and do nothing and have the grapes and other treasures grow into their mouth, and uh, so that is Wu Wei, what's called Wu Wei in Taoism, meaning uh, do nothing and make room for everything that is really important that then gets done by itself. Like how great masters, you always hear great masters talk about when they're in the midst of their creation, they're not doing it, right? They're, I've heard, um, for example, Al-Yakbar Khan talk about soon after he starts playing his music, his sarod, with classical Indian music, he's in the experience of pure sound. He's not in the experience of consciously creating the music himself from his his individuality, but he says he has the experience of just being in this state of pure sound where the music is, if you're watching him, you absolutely see him playing the instrument, but his experience is that it's that state of Wu Wei. Exactly, and I don't know whether we talked about this in a previous show, but this is even more relevant for the triple warmer function is I remember reading about some studies that were performed and on a famous uh, dancer, mm -hmm. and uh, they hooked her up with electrodes to her nerve endings, and, and she started dancing. In, in, in EMG, they did an electromyograph, and so they're recording activity from the muscle. Sorry. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, and um, at the beginning, this dancer, for the first two minutes or so, you saw this tremendous electric activity, and then there was nothing. It was like there, the, the, there was no electric activities in the muscles. Nothing was happening. But she was now fully in the flow and actually doing more than before. And they checked the cables and thought there was something wrong. There was nothing wrong. It was just that she was like being in a place where she was doing, quote, unquote, nothing. But universal energy was flowing through her. And that's what made her a true master that she wasn't egoically dancing there, but she was uh, being uh, expressing the pure energy of the universe that was flowing through her. And you could show that even electrically that she was literally doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So related to this, the triple warmer is considered to be a yang organ network, and yet it's symbolized by a hexagram that is composed of six yin lines yin more relating to matter as compared to the energy behind it. So can you talk about that relationship? Well, the ancient way of thinking, the Chinese way especially, is of yin and yang, uh, described in terms of yin and yang. And yin and yang, they describe not polar opposites, but they describe transformative processes. And very often, holistic thinking is exactly opposite from linear thinking. And so uh, what is yin is described in terms of yang and vice versa. We've seen that in terms of the spleen also, which is in a certain way the most 
you know, the generator of energy in the body, but then it's described, um, you know, uh, as something that gets cold and damp easily, etc. So the the reason coming, this is a very important question, actually, because the triple warmer even more so than the kidney, which is already fraught with images of sunset and beginning of fall turning into winter and death and owl imagery and has sort of a bad omen kind of uh, energy associated with it. And of course, this idea of the mystery that the source of all life is there as well. The triple warmer has it even more. And um, it it comes from the fact that in the Chinese way of looking at things, everything is a continuum of the life force. There is no death. There is no there's only waxing and waning. There's only expansion and contraction. And so this idea of the life energy being underneath the ground, being in a state of rest, being in a state of grave-like, death-like uh, movement, meaning no movement at all, uh, is actually means it is the most yang. That which is most yin makes it the most yang because the life energy is not gone. It's more concentrated here than in any other place. And that is why the ancient Chinese called the tense months of the, the, the year, which is designated with the most yin hexagram. It's dark, it's cold, and from here on out, things are going to, uh, the days are soon getting to be longer again, etc. Um, they call it yang yue, which is the yang months, because uh, that is really what the term essence is also in Chinese medicine. Jing, it means you have light, a yang energy, that when you expand that, it becomes less and less material. And now you compress it, you condense it, and you make it so small that it becomes a physical dot. So that is what happens here in a certain way, is that you... Uh, life energy is condensed to the essence seed that is underneath the ground, uh, but all of the young energy is in here. So uh, not just connection, but also fertility, the secret of life uh, is here. And um, yeah. So I, and I've heard you refer in the past to ancient references to maybe some level of physical structure that's associated with the triple warmer. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's of course our modern tendency uh, to want to translate everything into material anatomical structures in order to better understand it. Uh, the best way of thinking of the, the triple warmer is like the internet. The internet, you could say, is many, many different computers, millions of computers everywhere in the world, but it's really not the computer that make the net. It's the connection between these com computers. Um, so it's the interconnect, the process of interconnectedness. So the triple warmer is really anything that is web-like in the body and that has to do with complexity and interconnection. And the best candidates there are the lymphatic system and the nervous system and components of the endocrine system. And you know, can I add something here? Um there's more and more recent science talking about how water is held in a network within the body. 
that we tend to think of water just flowing freely, but actually water in the body is held into very specific structures bound to protein. And I think there's a lot of rich science. We should get somebody and interview somebody who's knowledgeable about this, um, talking about what happens. Maybe, you know, that's some level of being able to explain at a, a physiological level what's happening in the dancer when they go from being you know, still active, but go from having this, a lot of activity in their muscles to none, and yet still something's happening. Exactly. Our bodies are supposedly 70% water. So this ocean of water is very often, you know, in the, uh, the, 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 is outside of the cell, is bathing the organs or the membranes in that. And the triple warmers connected, um, you know, I had uh, one colleague of mine said it's it's the empty spaces in the body that very often are filled with water. So it's like we're at the speed of light, uh, interconnectivity in the body from DNA to DNA is happening. You need this empty space in between. There's even in the famous book Tao Te Ching, there's an important uh, uh, paragraph in there. It says... Uh, Twelve spokes make up the wheel, but it is the empty center that makes it useful, the hub where everything comes together. Windows and doors we define our, and walls define a room, but it's the empty space that makes the room-like uh, come to its full function. And so that is what the, what the triple warmer is. It is something that hubs together different functions, and that's what Western medicine is struggling with because we're very good in that uh, orthodox modern medicine is analyzing and describing single biochemical function or anatomical structures, but we don't know very well how they work together, and that's very often the downfall. Whereas in Chinese medicine, this webbing together is itself recognized as a very important function. Uh, yeah. So as we have to wrap our show to a conclusion today, can you give us some um, pointers, some tidbits, some helpful information about how to keep this function healthy in today's busy world? Well, I think something very uh, important would be simply to go to bed early. And secondly, uh, recognize that activity at the surface is generated by rest on the inside. And that uh, without recharging our batteries, which the, you know, the Chinese, they say, which means that 10,000 ways of cultivating your energy are not as good as the sleeping type of qigong, which means uh, our, our natural recharge mechanism where we quote-unquote die but really get reborn in the action of the sleep, which is like a small death by us seizing our egoic activity at the surface, we are delving into the ocean to recharge and wake up refreshed again the next morning. But anything that is like that, including whether it's vacationing, where we really then do nothing and are just with nature, you know, like the doing nothing, gazing at the ocean, taking a hike without being on Facebook or doing those kinds of activities and being webbed in in this artificial way that zaps our energy rather than recharge it. Um, and of course, all kinds of meditation and uh, yoga, qigong, those are all triple warmer activities. And then in the end, 
taking the lessons from the meditation, the cultivation into our everyday lives where we learn how to do from a place of not doing. So stress doesn't come from working too many hours. It comes more working from a place of thinking I'm doing all of that rather than letting universal wisdom stream through us. Thanks, Heiner. And thanks to our listeners for joining us for another exploration of what really is our true nature. We encourage you to go to iTunes and leave us some comments there. It'll help us to uh, to make our way up there into the, the hot picks. And thanks for joining us. I'm Laurie Regan. I'm Heiner Fruhoff. Please check out the website of the National College of Natural Medicine for uh, more information on how you can pursue a career in natural medicine, both naturopathic medicine and classical Chinese medicine at ncnm.edu for more information, much more information actually, in article and video lecture format. Go to classicalchinesemedicine.org, which is specifically offering information about classical Chinese medicine, particularly the symbolism of the organ networks that we've been talking about during these two weeks. See you next week. Mm-hmm.